uh, Sarah was posting, Ezra's wife was posting the like updates every couple hours, and I was just on the edge of my seat. It was just so so intense. It's riveting. Yeah, it's uh, it's not would not recommend uh, <laughs> yeah. for anyone yeah. to spend a week following fire news uh, if you can avoid it. Uh, they are fickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. It did seem like it would like you know whatever the prevailing wind was, it would just go that direction. Yeah, but you can fight fire with itself apparently, which is pretty cool, and also with bulldozers if you have enough time. <laughs> it's pretty dope. <laughs> fight fire with bulldozers, guys. It totally works. It's true. Yeah. There's a crazy video out of Colorado of a guy driving his tractor out ahead of a fire. He's like, you know, just one. He's as close to it as he can be so he can create a line where the fire just stops. And it's amazing. It just stops. Wow. Like, wow. One man in a tractor. Is... Oh, man. Fire is so stupid. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah. only thing we have against oh, it. Intelligent fire. Oh, God. Think, think about when fire like learns how to open doors. How yeah. fun we all are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So it set like a trap. It actually set a Jurassic trap. Park, yeah. But with fire. Oh, yeah. This is definitely too soon to be arable. But... Yeah, sad topic, but yeah. great riffing, you guys. I'm glad you're all warm. We are hot. Don't worry. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about fulfilling your destiny and or defying your parents. <laughs> I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You should follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have an enormous panel for you today. First up, in Northern California, it's, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter, but in Northern California in real life, he's Mr. Ezra Fox. You're welcome. <laughs> also joining us uh, in Portland, Oregon, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Uh, I'm very excited to go on this adventure with you guys. I'm bringing a charismatic, charming pig friend. That we are inseparable. Oh wait, no, I left it behind. Damn. Very inseparable. Turns out. It turns out we get. Oh, what's this? Just, oh, a chicken. They run out of money on rendering that pig. What happened? I to can the pig? tell you guys all about that if you want to hear about it later. All right, fair and, enough. And this movie's all about you know like the swerve, you know, <laughs> taking apart their tropes. That's what Disney's all on. Also on about joining nowadays. us today, uh, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's Sarah Hathaway. I'm so shiny. <laughs> I don't want to like get too gross too fast because this is a delightful children's movie, uh-huh. but I would like definitely smooch that crab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what's yeah, the worst that would happen? Just... You'd get people? Oh, I see what you did there, Alex. Bye. That's all I'm going to say about it. I see, I see what you did. I see you. Oh, that's pretty good. Is it weird that because it's a cartoon, I don't really read the scale rights? Like, I, I think of it as like a small smoochable crab and not like a 40 foot tall. Yeah. So that's actually yeah, a really interesting. That's an interesting <laughs> point that I was wondering about at that point in the movie was uh, have I been misreading this movie the whole time? And instead of them being normal sized people and a giant crab, is that a normal crab and all these are tiny, tiny people? <laughs> Wait, so then the coconut people are really small. The co- They're barely there. <laughs> They're acorn people. They're acorn. Oh, man. <laughs> also joining us today, uh, that extra voice, uh, she's at Robot Caitlin on Twitter. She's also in Los Angeles. Please welcome back, uh, Caitlin Gill. Fish peeing you all day. <laughs> uh, and I'm in Atlanta right now. I'm way out on oh, the East Coast at the moment. Oh, wow. yeah. Work, uh, work, working. Man, in Hotlanta. Are you having a good time? Uh, I am. I'm having a wonderful time. 
I am pleased to be here. Well, uh, good time. Good. It's nice to spend a couple months in the new city, and Atlanta's a great city to spend months in. in Atlanta. I will. I yeah, from September to November. That yeah, sounds... those are multiple months. That's yeah. a few Outcast months. Back in the outcast back in the studio. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, I didn't want to you know blow the top off my secret, but that's it, guys. I am wow. Outcast's producer. That's me. <laughs> Dang. Literally, literally, no way to find out if that's true or not. So nope, no way to possibly conclude that that might be a false statement. There's no <laughs> nothing about me or my demeanor that implies that I am definitely. I could be, right? Yeah. No, here's the thing. Yeah. If we try to disprove Musically that talentless. theory, if we try to say you're not Outcast's producer, we'll only be reaffirming the mistaken belief that you're Outcast's producer. <laughs> it's true. Just fuel on the fire of rumor. Yeah. You no, know, I'm out here to work on a silly show called Misfits and Monsters that I bet everybody will like and hopefully will be out in January. Oh, God, I can't wait. Not hopefully. I think it's going to be out on True TV in January. Amazing. What? Congratulations. Thank you. Misfits and Monsters. I look forward to it. Uh, well, so you guys might be wondering at home, you might be wondering... Maybe you guys on the panel are still wondering, why are there so many people on our podcast today? And the answer is, Ezra uh, had to cancel and then had to uncancel. And so, uh, Caitlin was great enough to step up on short notice to fill in for him, but then he was able to free himself up and was so excited to talk about Moana because it's one of the things that he did not have to watch for the show because he's already seen it a thousand times. Is that correct? <laughs> that is, that is. If you look at my, like, my real, like, the real number of days that I've actually put it into Mo- it is we were definitely at the days level of Moana watching. <laughs> so like I think like conservatively I think it's a hundred hours of Moana. <laughs> well conservatively um, but, a week of Moana. Oh, yeah, oh, but, oh. but the thing is like I would totally watch it again. Like it wasn't it wasn't that like I wouldn't want it, it's just that I didn't get to it basically for this. I would anytime I'm down to watch Moana. Man, it's sort of like our friends at worst idea of all time, but this is like you're like the normalist idea for a parent of all time. <laughs> this is yeah, that's the thing. Worst idea of all time. That's just like like one one hundredth of whatever a parent any parent does. Yeah. Right. So it's Oh man, what uh, an interesting perspective. Yeah. I was gonna ask why you fell on Moana. Uh, I've watched God's Not Dead for this podcast. This is not the normal stuff you asked me to watch. Well, um, we've gotten better since yeah. the election. We're watching mostly happy things because I need this. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a good point. Solid. That's why I have a dog. Yeah, Rescue exactly. an animal. It works. Wait, exactly. did you not get heavy like pro-Christian themes from this movie as well? Because <laughs> I came out changed. I've been listening to the Newsboys all day. <laughs> <laughs> good remembering. I wouldn't have been able to pull the Newsboys off off the top of my head like that. So this episode... But I did just learn something about your childhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, another... that's actually a better explanation. Did you know the Newsboys before we watched that movie, Anthony? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I've seen them several times. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, original me- lineup, too. Not that, like, <laughs> new lineup you got in God's Not Dead. The guy from DC talk out of the Newsboys. That's not the real Newsboys. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, uh, well, this sounds like a, te- a separate show. We're gonna have to talk about like that later. Newsboys is just like a ripoff of Newsies, right? Where it's just like it's the off-brand one, where it's just like, oh yeah, these are the, they're not their Newsies; they're just Newsboys, guys. No, oh but... yeah, I thought they delivered the literal news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, the, the, the I'm the monarch news. of Brooklyn. yeah, the good news, yeah. yeah. Well, and they both did have a Christian Bale in them for a little bit, so they have that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, so. Uh, as Ezra may have hinted a second ago, we're also, if five guests was not enough on a show, five hosts on a podcast, we have a special guest that's going to be here in a second. But first, let me introduce you to the show. This is episode number 412 of the podcast. We, we've now done as many episodes as the number in billions of gallons that can be stored in the Quabbin Reservoir in central Massachusetts. 
Seems like a lot, I think. It does. And when I hear a number of gallons in billions, I still like the first thing I picture is like a billion milk cartons. Right. That's like the canonical uh, gallon. Oh, so I'm like, you'd have to fill it so many times with all those milk I have cartons. A tough time picturing past one billion. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so obviously, I, I bring this up because the city of Brockton is considering. Uh, purchasing uh, a share in the Quabbin Reservoir because Brockton's primarily water supply, which, as you guys all know, is Silver Lake and Kensington, um, mm-hmm. uh, yes. ha- is having is not is not uh, adequate. And so there have been there's a long standing state mandate to find a secondary source. The mayor also is considering buying the uh, Aquaria desalination plant for seventy eight million dollars. But what a waste of public funds, right? <laughs> I man, it must be so boring to be there because I could not listen through the end of your bit. I really could. I tried so hard to be able to riff on it. I'm so sorry. You are never going to be on a city council. Anyway, speaking oh. of small towns dealing with water issues passed down from previous oh. generations, this oh, week, this week we're talking about the 2016 Disney animated feature Moana. Because why? Because this is the Rocktober. And oh, that's right. Yeah, happy the Rocktober, Caitlin. Happy Rocktober to you, too. And we uh, are doing a fun animated The Rock We've, and a singing The Rock, which are both new The Rocks for us. And uh, I'm very, we also could have done, we considered doing this for wet month. It was a, it it's was a, very wet. It's so wet. Yeah. It's the wettest. It was a very popular vote for wet month, um, but not quite enough to get in the, in the month. So it, it easily carried over into The Rocktober. This is voting, for, of course, taking place for, among our meat buddies. Go ahead. Ed. Next September, can we just do wet rock? <laughs> I, there's a lot and we could definitely do baywatch yeah yeah oh that movie is uh, a good choice for <laughs> this podcast this topic as most of our topics are was voted by our meat buddies if you want to have a say in what we watch or read go to readdeskweb.com slash meat buddies and even a small donation you'll get full rights and privileges of a meat buddy including voting and maybe something else in the future but for now it's mostly voting so <laughs> Get in there. Um, so I was going to... I had a summary that I had written. Ooh, wait, Alex. Yes. If you're a felon, can you vote twice? Just kind of like bounce it out, you know? Um, I, I'm going to say it depends on the felony, right? I uh, right? I mean, just bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, okay, bank, bank robbers, robbers vote twice. <laughs> twice. And yes. kids eat free. Perfect. Okay? I was trying to think of a funny felony to include there, and you nailed it. That's perfect. Bank robbers vote twice. <laughs> that was a close one. I know a really sweet bank robber. Okay, yeah, well, yes, great. Possible. Um, there's some felons, though, that would be like, I don't know. All right, fair enough. We'll still judge a bit. Okay, so uh, summary I- time. Normally, in this case, I would start to summarize, but Ezra did some on-the-field reporting. Some field reporting. On the field? You know what I mean. Ezra did some yeah, field in, reporting. Yeah, in the ground. And he has an interview for us that is going to summarize. So this is our bonus special guest interview. I'm going to play you guys this audio and uh, the audio clip of his his recording. And then feel free to jump in to add or correct or comment, or we can all just discuss afterwards. But uh, are you guys there ready? There will be lots of pauses. There's, there's so some, excited. There's some pauses. So here is our special guest interview summary. Okay. So, Caleb, what happens in the movie? Can you tell me... Just what happens in the movie? Um, well, um, the lava monster gets Maui's fish hook. Mm-hmm. And what what does Moana do? Um, get him at the heart of the feet. Okay. <laughs> so far, so good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's like... skipping around a little bit, but it's all there. I mean, also to like, I guess to put a disclaimer on it. 
he was eating an apple mango pouch while this was happening, so he was a little distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, had, you yeah, caught him yeah. in the middle of work. Yes, exactly. Pouch okay, time. so yeah. in the beginning, Maui steals what? A heart. Okay, and then the ocean gives it to who? Moana. Okay, and then Moana wants to go where? Um, where? She wants to go past the reef. Mm-hmm. But what does her dad say? Mm-mm. <laughs> I really like that that part. That's some good stuff. Dad said, "Mm-mm." Uh, I also like that this is this very quickly became like a Mad Lib summary. <laughs> and so yeah, far, I he's mean, playing along, but he but he could say a lot of things in these blanks. Right. Well, so I mean, yeah, we've switched from essay mode to sort of fill in the blank, yeah. multiple choice. It's, that it seemed like a better mode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, what? But what does she do? I don't know. Well, does she take a raft? Mm-mm. Doesn't she find a raft? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... <laughs> that was the part where you doubted yourself. <laughs> I mean, I know what's happening. But, like, I've also seen it many times in my head, independent of reality. So sure. it does get a little blurry. Sure, sure. And who does she meet when out in the water? Water? Yeah, when she goes out in the water, who does she meet on the island? Um, the heart of the lady? No, no, she meets Maui, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the other island. You're right. That was the, uh, okay on the mother island. There's a little like island person at the end. So that's I think what he's referencing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's there's an island she goes to with with it was a sand island. And there's also a person island later. I want to say that you are leading this witness. Uh, <laughs> sustained. <laughs> Who are the coconut guys? Chief Tui and his mom. Hey, that's you and mommy. And I'm not in that one. Yeah, you're not there. You weren't born yet. He, he then saw a picture on my desk and started pointing out stuff on it. That's, that's what happened there. And also, I, 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 the leading question. Okay, so this, there are a lot of coconut guys as well. There's a whole like you know bunch of people who really love coconuts. There's also like little people who just have coconuts on them. And yes. I think that's where he got confused as well. Well, actually, when you asked who are the coconut people, I, I wanted to jump in and say, what a great question. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say also like that's imp- how do you answer that? <laughs> yeah. There's lots yeah. Of Thought there was what one, are but... they? Yeah. Are they coconuts? <laughs> are they people in coconuts? Why are they so small? Why are they so vicious? What has happened uh-huh. to them? Yeah, just angry coconuts. Yeah. Alex, your empathy is so admirable. <laughs> just I... you don't become pirates uh, of your own. Like the society has contributed to your becoming a pirate for sure. <laughs> I mean, to me, the coconuts really scream like a, like a like a coked up producer walking in and being like, "We need some fucking minions in this. Yeah, right. Give me some minions. <laughs> I don't care what they look like. Small, dumb, uh, round things. Give them swords." Man, I wish yeah. I I hearken back to that a simpler time. Spot on, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I hearken back to the time when I could watch a Disney movie and not see everything as potential plush toys. Um, uh, they they uh, we do have a a, a, a a Kakamura like uh little toy, but it was like from a whole set basically. Uh, so like Wait, we have like are they really called Kakamura? Yeah, it's a Kakamura. Man, that would have made me giggle <laughs> as a child. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, yeah, uh, but but like so the the but like the whole like that whole Kakamura scene. Uh, that was like uh, a riff on uh, Mad Max. The the creator said so. Yeah. like they're like they're like wow. oh man, let's just have a batshit crazy Mad Max type thing. Oh, so. okay, okay. Yeah. Does did you have to watch this with your son on like director's commentary too? How do you know so much? Uh, well, you know, just when you when you put a hundred hours into Moana, you just start reading up on it. <laughs> so I guess sense. there's another fifty or so hours of just going into the lore. Well, we got a little bit more of this Caleb uh, question and answer summary. Let's see where he goes after Kakamora. Well, what and what is the what's the crab called? Peach, peach. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's his name, though? His name isn't Pinch. This is, like, a lot for my heart right now, guys. I don't know. I'm, like, feeling a lot of really strong feelings. I don't My heart is fine. It's my womb that's going crazy right now. <laughs> um, and... What does what does Moana do to 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 give the heart of Tafiti back to the lava monster? How does she do it? He just presses on him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And <laughs> then not... and th- he just presses it on him. Yeah, right? and that's just... right. That's one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I mean, there's a song, and then there's sort of like a you get like a little like head like head bump, you know, kind of thing, and then puts puts it right there. Man, uh, I really liked that he was doing this pinching thing. Like he was fucking with you. In that moment, oh yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't stop. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, I, I I had to cut part of that out, but there's part of the of this this tape where he just starts answering pinch pinch to every question. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, I see where this is pretty much. Anyway, so uh, he gives it back. So that's basically that's the book. Um, that is the script of Moana, as contributed by Ezra's son Caleb. So uh, thanks for the help, Caleb. If you guys didn't follow that entirely, that's fair. But you should have seen Moana already. So yeah, I don't know yeah. Why go watch it. Yeah. It's such a treat. You will Netflix. have a great time. It the is on songs Netflix. are so good, guys. Just go watch it's it. It's so great. Um, well, let's do. Let's actually talk about some specific great things. Let's do our compliments. We start and end every show with a compliment. Anthony, I'm going to make you go first in the major compliment. Uh, so, what is your favorite thing or, or your nicest thing to say about Moana? Um. I, I do I do think like uh, it's very very beautiful and that's the thing rewatching it there's a lot I really love about it but it's just it is it's a gorgeous movie oh yeah it's one of those like I'm almost like excited like I'm happy the people got to make it just got to go to work every day and make <laughs> something beautiful like I was thinking about them yeah like some animators you know just go and make giant trash monsters and stuff in these cartoon sure, movies. yeah yeah. But these guys just got to go and like make perfect waves, and it's just like I was psyched for them. So good on them. So apparently they were considering doing this in traditional animation, but one of the main reasons they didn't was the water. Is that we're just right. Disney is so good at computer water now. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's really incredible. Uh, Sarah, what's your major compliment for Moana? So uh, growing up with a lot of the really like all-time great animated Disney musicals. Golden Age, yeah. Um, yeah. I So there's, like, this very specific feeling I had as a child, like, watching a lot of these musicals when, like, they would get into the really big musical number um, that just felt, like, very special and unique to me as, like, a little girl growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of, you know, the part of your worlds, if you will. Sure, yeah. Um and this movie, I so I saw this as a, a full-on adult yeah. <laughs> in the theater, and this movie came the closest to like getting that feeling back for me as like a, a cynical grown-up that I've experienced. Yeah, uh, like the "How Far I'll Go" song is incredible. Yeah, and she really sings the hell out of it, yeah. and it just was like this very beautiful, like classic Disney moment that like really got me. It's yeah. that's so interesting because I uh, I like my strongest memories of Golden Age Disney movies are more of the funny songs like the genie and Aladdin. Uh, oh, like the You're Welcomes. <laughs> right, right. As I say, and so like for this, like You're Welcome, and of course Shiny. 
just wrecked uh-huh. me. I oh, I finished watching this movie and then went back and just watched the 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 shiny song a couple more times because I hadn't gotten oh, enough so out of it. Good. Oh my god, and it's so good. It was also within like around the time that David Bowie passed too in this movie kind right. of came out so like that being like such a bowie inspired song yeah yeah so it's really it's Jermaine the... from flight of the concords as bowie as a giant crab <laughs> written by lin-manuel miranda yeah mm-hmm. oh Jermaine didn't write it he just performed it that's interesting that's right. yeah uh well he was terrific i mean that i guess that's my major compliment right there is that uh Jermaine from flight of the concords as a giant crab is it's almost too good it, it was just it it feels like that needs its own. It needed more time to grow. I, I was sad that he was gone because he's in the middle of a road trip so movie. So fast, and yeah, it's you, so fast. Did, but he has such great lines. He has that like the song starts out and he drops a line about being a drab crab. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's great. <laughs> Alex, did you watch the end of the credits? I did, of course, I did. Okay. Uh, which was delightful. The and I and actually I did on accident because, as a rule. I do not watch post-credit sequences. And as a oh. as a personal You're missing a philosophy. lot. You know what? Yeah. If, if it's that important, put it in your movie. Yeah, you're you're really you're really teaching them by taking a stand on this one, Alex. There is a time you you have set for yourself a beginning and an end of a movie, and then you're like, well, actually, there's more movie in an unrelated time. Just put it in your movie if it's that good of a scene. And I how mean, many should... how many post-credit sequences have you seen that you were like, man, that was great. Well, this one for sure. Yeah. This was like sure more crap. Uh, I was happy for it, but I I'm a fan of the shawarma seen... scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I actually haven't seen the post-credit scene in this one. I I didn't know there was one. It's fine. Oh my goodness. Oh. We'll go back, watch all the movie again, yeah. and watch the credits this time. You know what it's like? It feels like when a uh, there's a podcast I listen to that used to do all the ads at the end. I'll just say it's 99 percent invisible, and they used to. It's a great show, but they used to do all the ads at the end, it's a great show. and then they started saying they started adding a post-credit sequence to try to get you to listen to all their ads instead of just stopping the show with three minutes left. And I hate it. <laughs> and it works. And so I don't want Disney to do that to me. Like, I'm not going to watch you. I don't, I don't need to see these list of names. It's not, I'm not going to buy what they're selling. Just, just put it in your movie. You already bought what they're selling. Yeah. What the fuck are you yeah, talking give them, about? Credit for making no, no, the no, damn movie, I, Alex. What yeah. I mean is, if you're selling me all these people's services, I'm not going to, like... Oh, well, if I'm ever in the need of a rough in-betweener, I'll definitely hire Jim. Well, you Is that what will. you think, like, like credits are? The, what like, else could like, they possibly be for? <laughs> just, it's, just, it's just the signature on a piece of art. To give people credit for what they created. <laughs> not yeah, the, word, the word is what they're for. There's well, not I a classified. new definition of credit for the credits. <laughs> it's not a it's giving, it's giving credit. The the movie. Oh, I was just I like looking for a good... Man, I was just looking for a good grip boy. <laughs> Crap, Steve, I guess. I, that is what I assume it's for. Um, uh, so uh, Ben uh, Babcock on Twitter said uh, yesterday, really enjoying the Rocktober, but it isn't a full read and weep episode until the guests gang up on Alex for five minutes for an unpopular opinion. <laughs> just, Do you like being able? This is the most ganged up I think you've ever been. I know on it's the, the biggest gang. Against your one. If you oh, could bring Caleb us. in to hate what I'm saying, I would also. It would only be th- that much better. I mean, pinch, pinch, Alex. Oh pinch, pinch. <laughs> um, so Ezra, I was going to give you the option because I, I, as the tape you sent me had two compliments on it, which are short. Uh, would you would you like to defer your compliment to Caleb, or do you want to give your own major compliment? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I will defer just because my main thing is just like I 
I it's been so cool to to like a thing and also like to sort of like discover this thing with my son and to be able and both enjoy it. Uh, that's like a that's a rare new like fun uh, uh, I guess uh, like quirk of parenthood and also uh, mm. like thank you Moana for like a hundred hours of like relative peace that I got all else out of you as well. So yeah, definitely uh, defer to, to to what Kato man my I my ovaries are having so much trouble with this. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's beautiful, Ezra. But let's say, uh, Caleb, what is your major compliment for Moana? Um, I like Maui when he doesn't get, um, his fish hook. That's it. He likes Maui when he doesn't yeah. get his fish hook. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of good, like, moments, basically, of what Maui has to do in order to get the fish hook. Uh, he sings a whole song, uh, beforehand. He also gets kicked around by a crab. Uh, yeah. there's, he... He jumps down like a, a big old hole, yeah, like into another world. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of good stuff. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like that fishhook was more of a crutch. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. And then we, yeah, when he got rid of it afterwards, we we didn't have any more. Hey, he was still Maui. Hook or no, that was the big journey. <laughs> Hook or no, that's what I always say about <laughs> Maui. No. Um, Caitlin, your last. What is your major compliment for Moana? Well, Caleb and I have something in common. It is a. Uh, I have a big fondness for Maui. I have a big fondness for the rocks, so that's easy. But I like the character of Maui. I like yeah. that he's like boastful but insecure. Mm-hmm. He's brave, but in the small moments, not the big ones, which is, you know, life. It's he's it's just funny. nice to have a hero like that fun. yeah, that yeah. is funny and it's a big tough dude who's also vulnerable and when he can he actually says what's really going on with I just like him. He's a very exceedingly likable character. And the tattoos but I thought are was like, well portrayed and well written. He, he's like got his some of that sensitivity is visible on the outside, but not to him. <laughs> well, he can see the tattoos. Well, not the ones like, on his back. He knows what they're up to. Oh, that's fair. Yes, yeah, the ones on his back, the sneaky ones. Yeah, the sneaky ones. Yeah, sneaky ones. He is such a fun character. So great job. All right, so. Um, I guess that's it for the show. We're, we're going to wrap up now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else we could possibly do. No, this is, well, and also this is a lot of panel. Um, can I, let me add that, like, I guess I had a, a couple of things that I just wanted to present to you guys. Um, uh, I, so one thing is, we talked about how beautiful the movie is, and I especially think they're getting great at water and hair. But oh, yeah. overall, oh, yeah. I'm still a little iffy on people. Just faces... And people still seem a little bit like. Are do you guys? Are you guys totally fine with CG people now? Well, I mean, they're incredibly yeah. stylized. Yeah, it's not yeah. Like right. They're going for like a realistic. I think if, if they were, then we'd end up with like Token and Vogue One, and that would be a nightmare for ninety oh, minutes. God. But yeah, I don't I'm not ready for that. Valley Moana. Yeah. <laughs> like the people being so obviously like they're they look like beautiful paintings of people. It looks like a comic book that's moving. Yeah. Which, is enough, and it's not. I mean, it's also important because Moana is not white people, which is so refreshing. So I am in no way saying that, like you know, the cartoon people. I'm saying like <laughs> this is a really beautiful, like artful, human drawing thing that is obviously influenced. Like it's just gorgeous. It looks yeah. so good, and if it looked, if they tried to make it real, it would look so fucking strange. It's the opposite of water in animation, right? You yeah. Know what yeah, I. Mean? I- I like that it still has that, yeah, that stylized aspect to it because that's the thing with like animated movies, right? It's like they're not reality, and I prefer it when they don't try to outright mimic reality, but they look, they create their own reality, right? Um, are, are I think some of the most to? stunning Disney designs mimic existing art forms, yeah, like Sleeping Beauty, right? Right. 
Yeah, or, I mean, like Disney characters, you know, silhouette so well. Yes, just... exactly. I I I have a feeling that they're going to try to give us a full Tarkin movie at some point, right? They're gonna they're oh. gonna. Well, they did with Tarkin. Well, they did. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was them. They bought everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They, they did it. It's the same Roll people. Um, you just make predictions of things that happened a year ago from now on, Alex. It'll be right most of the time. <laughs> uh, I guess. No, I mean, I, I feel like they're going to try to do a more photorealistic CG movie. Sort of. Well, what do we like? Moe's means mom. Yeah, they're going to try to do like do. a slightly better. Mar- oh, that was them. Yeah. Was oh, Disney? Shit, I forgot Disney bought you because it was not Disney. It was like a another group, but Disney bought them and put that oh, out. Right? Yeah, it was Robert Zemeckis' studio. Yeah. Uh, whatever that was called. Yeah, that was them trying to lose all of the money they've made on all these other good movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, the other thing that I, I guess there's one thing that made me feel a little bit weird was, uh, and I, I mean, I feel like such a prude having this problem, but when he pees in the water and makes her touch it, that seemed gross, right? Like um, even maybe a little unnecessarily gross. It seemed kind of like a big brother move to me. What I appreciate about their relationship in general in this movie is that there's no confusion in it. Like, Uh there's no any sort of weirdness about it. And that moment is, like, definitely a little bit juvenile. But what I appreciate about it is it underscores this fact that they're not, like, a father and a daughter. They're not in any way romantic either, which are the two relationships you might expect them to fall into. Instead, it's more, like, this kind of, like, sibling, friend, camaraderie. And that's the type of really specific intimacy where you, I don't know, I guess pee near each other. Yeah, I mean, he tried to drown her multiple times. Yeah, he did. And she also had just, like, drugged him against his will. Like, he was paralyzed. Sometimes you just have to pee. I think the ocean paralyzed him. The ocean did that, and she was cool with it. Yeah, she was complicit. But the ocean really... And the ocean, man, what a weird character, because it's really selective about when it helps and when it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's it's Gandalf. It's Gandalf all over again. Just show up. (laughs) Yeah, I... I, Do the thing or don't do the thing. Don't imperil children. You're not Steven Spielberg. You're the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, it's very or a Dumbledore too. It's like you could just solve this anytime you wanted yeah. to. You're just letting a kid do it because that's fun for you. <laughs> I mean, I here's the thing. I, as as a parent, I can appreciate uh, not wanting to do things and sometimes getting <laughs> a kid to try to do it, even though it's not the best idea. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, it happens sometimes. I don't know. Maybe the ocean found a cool app to look at on its phone and didn't want to return the heart itself, and so. <laughs> anyway, you don't know how hard of a week the ocean has had. <laughs> Let the ocean back with its pumpkin spice latte. All right, and just enjoy five. GD minutes a piece, all right? Yeah, you think Moana and Maui are the only demigod and chosen girl she, like the ocean is spinning this week, right? She's got a lot of plates. It's a big ocean. She's got a whole group of special Icelandic children up there doing crazy shit. That's true. It's a big ocean. There's a lot of things that they could be. There's a lot of other islands they've got to be dealing with. Uh, point that's taken. That's, that's fair. A, that's that's fair. I also like that description as like this is a, not a relationship you're used to seeing. So now whenever I'm at an improv mm-hmm. show and they ask for a relationship between two people, I'm going to say demigod and chosen girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, going to get a lot of pee in those improv shows. <laughs> <laughs> All day. <laughs> yeah. That, that was going to happen anyway. You said that at the top, Caitlin, is your quote, but... Uh, Right, but uh, fish pee in, when she's mad at the ocean and she tells it that fish pee in her all day. That's mm-hmm. really funny. That that pee it's joke I cute. liked. I got that one got me. 
Are, are you guys gendering the ocean? Because I, I did not realize. That I did one. just now, but it was mostly out of confusion, not out of choice. <laughs> That's how you usually gender things. <laughs> well, I just I was. Like, he has pronouns. Uh, like, what a man, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I kind of get where you're coming from because in like the third act, her grandma and the ocean sort of become one character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank like you. They, Good save, Anthony. So I, I get where, why you may feel that. Uh, just because it is like the ocean is there, but she's just kind of there to facilitate the grandma helping Moana with her like self-realization moment. Yeah. Okay, that's. I mean, I, if we're gonna go deep into it, I mean, that's because like Moana's grandma uh, like turned into her tattoo of the the stingray. Yeah. And she's a she, spirit, right. spirit stingray. There's lots of there's lots of spirit stingrays all over. I'm sure the ocean. <laughs> I will say the one moment that did take like make me think. It took me out of it at the teensiest bit was after there's no fish around the island and there's talk of going beyond the reef to find fish, Grandma's just chilling with some stingrays, which could feed a family of six. <laughs> like, I know it's her tattoo. Oh, yeah. But, you don't... like, you have a pet pig. You also are still eating pork. Like, you've rationalized this. That's true. I, I'm not going to eat my spirit animal, guys. I don't know if you're going to, but, like, there's some lines your, I will not cross. Your island is dying. The inside yeah. of your coconuts are black. There is 80 pounds of meat at your feet. That's a good point. <laughs> Spirit meat, guys. <laughs> Spirit all fine. Man, I feel really guilty now uh, for every time that I've been to a uh, an aquarium where you can pet a stingray and to realize that's just someone's grandma living her dream. <laughs> just living my truth, man. Man, I hope when you're, you become your tattoo, you don't become it in a kid's pettable aquarium. Too f- uh, yeah, not a dream. Of, a I'm going to white... end up as burb wire. Shit. <laughs> A lot of white people come back as the Chinese word for peace. Yeah, right. And I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Now we're going to do, uh, we're going to have to thank a meat buddy. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies. Thank you to all of our meat buddies who have donated and get to vote. Man, what a great power. It's almost worth it being the only power you have. Um, <laughs> but I especially want to thank today, uh, we have a brand new meat buddy, Jake Montzingo. Uh, and cool. when people donate to the show, we give them an option. We say that they can either, uh, we give them a bunch of things. We give them a compliment pile where we all make up compliments without knowing you. Or we do a, a pep talk. Ezra's really good at the pep talks. We got a bunch of things. Uh, Jake asked for this. Jake said, quote, uh, I don't know how. I don't know if this has been on your show or another podcast, but I've heard a thank you segment that was done via internet search. So obviously, not Ooh. all the information is correct, but constructing a one-minute listener profile simply based on search results could be very entertaining. Uh, to which I, I must say, thank you, Jake. Definitely not our show. And uh, normally, I would not feel super comfortable stealing a bit from another show, but Jake did it for us. So, right, Meat Buddy is always right, right? Wait, are we supposed to look up who this guy actually is? Here's the is? thing. Like, I don't want to I haven't listened to the podcast, so I don't know what the bit is. So we're going to make up what the rules of this bit are, um, uh-huh. which is that you guys all have Google. So Jake Montzingo, however you want to spell it, uh, uh, let's tell everybody what we know about him. I'm going to just do Jake M, I think, because I feel like anything else, I don't, I, I don't want to tell him a thing that he does not know about himself because that would be super awkward. No, I'm I... really good at, at thing. <laughs> Binging guys, I'll bing. I'll bing everything. Uh, I, I mean, I 
I I I found something great already. Yeah. Okay. Good. So let's let's talk about <laughs> what a great guy uh, Jake Monzingo is. Uh, I'll start, which is that um, Jake is a old timey high fidelity amplifier, tube amplifier, and I just love that about him. I he, that's the first image that comes up when you search for him is this old timey tube amplifier, and boy, are your tubes handsome, Jake. Um, I mean, I think the thing I like about Jake, uh, oh man, I lost it. I lost it. I like nothing about Jake. Come back to me. <laughs> I, the thing that I really appreciate about Jake is, um, how thoughtful he is. Yeah. I just pulled up what I can only assume is his Twitter account and it says he joined in March, 2015 and he hasn't tweeted yet. So I really like that he's just taking his time to make that first one a real slam dunk and i appreciate that also impulse. like there's no bigger hero on the internet than somebody who is not adding to twitter yeah so that's right. yeah that's just a, yeah. took the name he's got yeah. a picture up of him wearing an everlast head <laughs> thing and you know what someday he's gonna make a big splash on this site is the real mvp i also um, want to say that uh you know, i appreciate about jake is that he is uh registered to vote but not with a known political affiliate party affiliation. So way to keep your options open, Jake. Way to play the field. Yeah, that's a good year for that. But I do want to congratulate Jake on uh, his... If you look up a little news about him, uh, he is not only a Northwest fo- football player, but he landed a big fish back in April. Congrats <laughs> on that near-record catch. Um, the thing I like about Jake is that uh, he would like to show me a description of here, but the site won't allow us. <laughs> that he keeps a mystery that's nice keep, keep it that. tight tight to the vest uh, <laughs> yeah um man there's so many so many good things to say about jake uh in our closing moments of this segment uh man uh what anthony do you have anything for him um i i really feel like i i see you know a lot of lot of mazdas coming up when i image search his name for some reason <laughs> i don't know why a lot of a lot of different people who have jake's and then, like, their Mazda, for some reason, tagged. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm glad he's just pitting out that vibe in the world, you know? Just tagging Mazdas as far as he can. <laughs> don't, let a Mazda, don't, don't let a Mazda come by without your metadata stank on it. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, I say you, you tag every Mazda you see with your... I'm, that data. I mean, as an as a cl- clearly a football player, audiophile, undecided voter, and Mazda owner, it's also so good that he finds time to be a full time anesthesiologist at the University of Utah. According man, to his old manager Peter, uh, one of his outstanding uh, skills um, was uh, resident and family relations. So, oh good yeah, job. family it's relations. That is, that's a good skill to have, man. Well, uh, I. I got to agree with you, Jake. Whatever show you stole this from had a great idea for thanking their donors because that was pretty fun. And I don't think we terribly doxed you. Um, if, yeah, if you can... Maybe he just... If he lives inside all Mazdas at once, we really did blow up his spot. Well, other than that, <laughs> on the other hand... Well, if I have his social if you guys want that. <laughs> it's 536. <laughs> don't complete that. That will be someone's. <laughs> yeah. On the other on the other hand, if he's always just trying to sell Mazdas, you may have really helped his business. So, yeah. if you guys need a new or used Mazda, get down to Jake Monzingo. He'll help yeah. you out. He is cursed to live inside every Mazda you will buy. 
<laughs> well, thank you, Jake. And thank you to everybody who has become a Meat Buddy of the show. If you want to help us keep the show floating down the tracks, go to readdeskweep.com slash meatbuddies. Even a small donation means a lot to us. You'll still be you'll still be the heart firmly pressed into our island if you donate to the show. So thanks, guys. Oh, come on. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right. Uh, now it's time for a lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. So lightning bonus round is the game where we, uh, we it's a segment of mini games where we talk about things that are inspired by the movie, but not necessarily about the movie. Um, and uh, here's a, a question that might uh, be slightly controversial if you think too much about it. Uh, what culture should a couple of white Disney directors go on vacation to learn about next? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. yogurt it's a culture uh, all that right. was, i like it i like that one alex the one from earlier that i said that. i like the one that ezra did <laughs> yeah not gonna top it only gonna get into weird territory for us i so just let's keep going i just felt a little weird about it being two directors that are like two white guys that were like what should we talk about this seems fun. Let's go learn about this culture and make a movie about it. I mean, they... okay, I can't say that the Polynesian brain trust they assembled for this was pretty legit. Totally uh, legit. Yeah. Totally legit. So they're doing uh, that right, but it is the, uh, the uh, you know Polynesian tattoo Halloween costume they sold maybe less legit. <laughs> less legit, not as yeah. good. Uh, Actually, that... just legit enough that you should quit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, All right. But, I mean, that's that's what Disney. That kind of the thing does like they they have done that with every kind of grouping. It's really who's left. Yeah, is that's true. Question like, I mean, yeah. Um, all that being said, I'm really excited uh, to to watch this uh, Day of the Dead movie. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's the Pixar one, right? Coco. Yeah, yeah. Coco. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the same Coco people. Coco looks legit, guys. It looks, it looks really so pretty. Good. It looks beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that was a legit. That was a legitimate thing that I'm looking forward to. I'm very yeah. excited for that because I judge all Pixar movies by how, like, I think poorly the ads sell it. Because, <laughs> like, the worst, they're like, we don't know what this is. Pixar makes weird kids movies. Yeah. The more they don't know how to sell it properly, usually the better it is. You know, when mm. they're trying to sell old people dying, the kids movie. He's like, yeah. That's gonna be <laughs> I'm in. Uh, side note, if you guys haven't spent a lot of time, in, uh, if you if you like any Day of the Dead stuff, uh and you haven't played a uh, Grim Pan Grim Pandango yet, like the yes. old uh, like adventure game from from the I guess early two thousands. That is like just a you ever want to have like a neo noir uh, uh, Day of the Dead like a uh, like detective adventure. Man, it's, that looks pretty cool. It, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, I love it so much. It, it was one of the one of very influential things. Anyway, I mean, full disclosure, I believe somebody in your family might be related to that game. Uh, like I think hired the person who made the game. Okay, all right. Cool. So just so okay. that when that money comes back to you, we know why. That's not how money works, uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess, so question number two, if you... So the magic fish hook, we've really not talked about this movie much at all, but um, I assume you've seen it. So he's got a magic fish hook that can turn him into animals. So I guess... Uh, but any, like, a variety. You're not stuck in an eagle forever. So uh, what do you guys want to turn into and for what purpose? Oh, my gosh. This is the question of my life. Uh... <laughs> I mean, so many things for so many different reasons. If we're talking in the ocean, I would love to be, say, a spinner dolphin because you get to spin all day. It's a solid sell, honestly. Wait, yeah. so you just want to spin 
And so if you are in the ocean, the spinner dolphin is your best bet? Or I mean, you're very smart. You fuck for fun. I'm sorry for <laughs> saying fuck twice There's now. There's a huge problem podcast. with rape culture and dolphins. Just to... That's true. There is. That's very true. Even, I, should, I make a joke out of rape culture. I shouldn't. It's just straight up rape. Dolphin sex is violent and terrifying. So is duck sex. Nature is fucked up. <laughs> And yeah, it's, so it's... maybe ignore that part. Yeah, so, uh... so dolphins do it for fun, but also for worse reasons. Oh, wait, no, a better answer then. Um, an otter. They don't have rape culture that I know of. That is... Probably they do, oh. but I don't uh, know of. But yeah, I don't look that up either. Don't look, it, don't look it up, Sarah, because 100% they have a terrible culture. They absolutely do. Like There's some kind of awareness of self that makes consent way more important outside of nature. Okay, uh, because... Okay. We're just gonna Oof. take a yeah, take a just 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 take a pass on all of nature. Just like we're not right. gonna touch that for well, now. Come can, back to no, it. No, I mean I, I, think, I think it's, it's we, oh, go, ahead. Sorry. go ahead, Anthony. Uh, like we need to just like it's it's not like he's becoming a showcat and then biting Moana, right? Like he can <laughs> true he, right. He still he has right. His, so Sarah, like, you could still. You, like, could, you could you could be a spinner a dolphin, dolphin that doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yep. you be a spin adult. I don't, I don't like... want to be complicit in this culture, guys. <laughs> I feel really uncomfortable now. Oh man, I was at I was at a zoo a little while ago working on. I was shooting a video backstage at the zoo, and the otter, one of the otters, was uh, going down on the other otter. And <sighs> I asked the zookeeper about it, and he was like, "Yeah, the the adults force the new otters to do that." Oh, I spoke Never way mind. too soon with that hot bit. I was just trying to break <laughs> well, a little no. ice, I guess. Now we just can't let's not, let's just fail. Uh, oh, I, can I just say though, guys? Uh, side note: one, one. If it's aquatic things, manatees for me, and also oh yeah, manatees have, all the way down. If you guys have fourteen dollars uh, and you want to kick it towards uh, Amazon.com, you can get your own pretty solidly made uh, Maui fish hook. Do you have this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh man, that's pretty fun. Does it make noises? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it lights up in sequence, and it it, it, it like is like whoosh, 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 and like does like like Maui things. Man, this is so. pretty cool. Yeah, go to Amazon.com and search for Maui Fishhook, and you will definitely find this. It is pretty good looking, but it does raise this question that I was wondering about during the movie, which is like, what fish is he looking for? That is a uh, huge hook. Well, I mean, you saw how big crabs. the crab was. Yeah. So. Wait. Oh, okay. Fair point. So maybe my other theory is correct. This is a normal size fish hook, and Maui is like three inches tall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let, let's just assume that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, man. The kid playing with this actually looks kind of menacing in the photo. He's got like a scythe. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually very, very accurate. I think that would even undersell how violent uh, you can get with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, only thirteen ninety nine plus free shipping. Uh, Amazon.com. You can also get a heart of Tafiti if you want uh, that lights up. Anyway, just I, I've, I've put way too much thought into buying like different uh, Moana swag. Uh, wow, yeah, look at all this stuff. There's so many yeah. fun things. Um, and most of it culturally sensitive. Um, oh, do you have a tiny, do you have a screaming stupid chicken? No. Sweet. I mean, not, not, not from Amazon, at least. <laughs> yeah, I want, for $9, you can get a Disney Moana squeeze and scream hi-hi. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, yeah, Which is so just the, the... we haven't even talked about the idiot chicken. So she just has the dumbest chicken. That's her yeah. animal I mean, side do you know, for this one. Ezra, do you know the story of the dumb chicken with your yeah. Moana research? I yeah. think you should tell it. Okay, well, I don't want to chicken explain you. If you already know it, you can you can do it. <laughs> well, I know, but the, our audience might not. I, I do not. I don't I'm want genuinely curious whoever wants I, to tell the tale. Okay, I, so somebody well, we, tell we, it because it feels like you're being a coward. Team, 
All right, we can tag team and, and you can jump in if you want, uh, Sarah. Uh, so basically, the movie is uh, quite a bit different before. Uh, Alex, you uh, like you talked about uh, Pua, the, the pig, who was like this great sidekick. Um, so it used to be that uh, Pua, the pig, and Hey Hey were on the journey for the entire time uh, with Moana. Um, and uh, basically, like uh, they were uh, pretty different in terms of their temperament as well. Uh, they are supposed to represent the two directors, uh, actually. Uh, oh, One of the directors is just an idiot. No, 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 no. So it was like, no, like they're, they're, they're oh, okay. differently temperamental, temperamental also. Um, and like, so it, this is, and it's the same directors also of, of um, uh, Little Mermaid and, and Aladdin and um, um, uh, Hercules also. So this, this oh, is like man. that that old school uh, flavor that that Sarah was picking up on and was was spot on. Um, the uh, but yeah, basically, like uh, I think when they showed uh, earlier drafts of this movie to uh, like the I think it was part of the Pixar Brain Trust, um, like Lasseter and, <laughs> the, and, and the test children. People. Yes, but but the smart people. Yeah, um, like they're saying, like, hey, you know, like the the sidekick pet sidekick stuff. We've pretty much seen that before. Uh, the interesting things that we haven't seen before is like this tattoo stuff that you have, and also the um, like the ocean as a character. Yeah, uh, that felt new. Um, and so they kind of like tore up a lot of. And plus, like, basically, the problem with Pua is like just keeps on getting in danger. You kind of have to make uh, um, Moana save him over and over again. And they thought like, okay, so in addition to this, like taking up too much time and not actually giving us a whole lot and also feeling kind of rote. Um, the other problem is like, you want kind of the journey to be as isolated as possible for uh, Moana. So if you give her two sidekicks that are pretty friendly to her. Right. She's uh, already got a pretty good life. Yeah. As, you know, so it's like, it's not as scary to be on like the raft, but so it's just an idiot chicken and no idiot chicken and like no one who's actually like uh, on her side. Um, that's a lot more isolating, and so it would uh, create a lot more character growth. Uh, and then the thing was that the chicken was so dumb, they kind of all challenged each other to make the chicken as dumb as possible after that. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, I think it was like John Lester was like, this chicken is so dumb. We can't have this in the movie. And they're like, we love the chicken. And he's like, okay, you have to convince me. And they launched this whole Save the Chicken campaign, like, with the animators. <laughs> so they finally pulled together this whole, like, packet of stuff to show the higher-ups to convince them that the chicken needed to be saved. And they ended up describing the um, little coconut guy scene and how the chicken's dumbness could fuel the scene because he kept eating the, the rock. Stone, yeah. The yeah. heart. The MacGuffin. And <laughs> so they, like, pitched it with that. And they're like, this is great. You saved the chicken. And then they all got KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the scene in the beginning where the pig watches them eat pork. Yeah, the pork. Oh, man. Uh, all right, lightning bonus round. Great stories, you guys. All right, so we didn't really get a lot of answers about the magic fish hook, but we did learn some terrible things about animals. Really quick, before we close. Actually, well, I, so I was going to... Maybe we don't even have to do this segment because uh, I was going to read that tweet. Uh, we got a couple tweets about everyone ganging up on my bad opinions last week. Um, huh. Uh, it was, I have a bad opinion. Well, if good. you want a little relief, Alex, I Shiny do. is my least favorite song in the movie. What? Oh wow! I know. I just don't know what it is, but I the I don't even not like the performance. It's a good performance. Maybe it's something, and I love puns. Maybe the puns didn't work for. I don't know what it is, but I've tried a few times with Shiny, and I'm like, okay, I like the All sappy right. songs about home better. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, I mean that is. Um, you know what? I'm Come okay on, with gang it. up on me, guys. No, man. That's <laughs> only, I, mean, I don't want I respect, That's Alex's job. Yeah, yeah, I respect your opinion. Man, yeah. I mean, it's I can't good. argue with any of those like things. If you like it, you're right. But I'll tell you, I can actually tell you exactly how it got ruined. I take it back. I know exactly what happened. I had to uh, karaoke jam. I was a KJ at a uh, 
private movie theater in LA because LA is weird that had a horror movie night and then a karaoke party afterwards that was like a 10 year reunion for failed theater students. I love it. And they all were so impassioned about singing, coked out and very passionate about singing Disney musicals and a uh, very pushy lady. The first time I heard this song was her singing it at about three in the morning in a movie theater full of coked out weirdos. So maybe my first impression was bad. Yeah. Nope. Seems like that seems like a fair opinion. I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I think if anyone, if if a person I don't like is the first person who like teach me, teaches me about anything, I'm not going to like that thing. Totally fair. Yeah, it took me a while to approach Moana. To be honest, they did see it and I liked it, but I liked it more the second time, and I think it's because I washed the taste out of that impression. Yeah, from you got some yeah. More, more distance from it. What happened was last week uh, I mentioned when we we're talking about this upcoming episode that I'm not a big fan of Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, mm-hmm. and because I think the Hamilton soundtrack sounds like your cool teacher who just burst in the door with a wig trying to educate you <laughs> through his cool hippity hop. Um, oh. That's what it sounds like I to me. You, that's what it sounds like to me. And everybody attacked me, and they're probably all right. Um, so, and then, and then, of course, Ben said the thing where it's not an episode unless. And Rihanna uh, had had tweeted also about how much fun that segment is for people. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to do another segment with, where we like maybe also pitched trollish opinions. Because I have more of them. And like last week with the Lim Miranda, I feel bad about that. I would love to love it because it would make my life easier. Um, I wish I could like Sopranos because everybody would have more fun talking to me. Uh, I feel like you've I feel like you've pretty much dodged that one. I think like most of the Soprano talk, like we're not going to bring it up nearly as much as we were going to. OK, say, I also don't like Mad Men. Ago. I'm OK with that. Either. I, I, I think that's 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 a that's They're a popular. So popular slow. Both of those shows. Just nothing happens for a long time. Uh, I mean, you could say everything happens in those slow moments. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. That would even be more annoying than me (laughs) saying I don't like them. I feel like I already voiced my unpopular opinion by liking all these animals without taking into account their dangerous sexual habits earlier. That's a popular opinion. Actually, I think the unpopular opinion is that otters are are bad. What I'm asking, I'm asking for lady ducks are actively fighting it all the time. They have a multi-chambered vagina and can deflect uh, if they're uninterested in the party. It just it, it, it the the gun fires into an empty room. There's nothing I mean, there for it. We that's the Winchester Mystery House. I did. Yeah, I mixed a lot of violence metaphors all at once. But here right. we are in an empty room with a duck shooting a gun. Okay, nailed it. <laughs> That's Chekhov's duck gun. <laughs> you know, yeah, Ch- Chekhov's duck vagina. I just, um, so I would just love if, so uh, Caitlin bravely shared one opinion with a little too much explanation for us to be mad at her, but um, I would love to just feel a little more at home by each of you sharing one bad trolly opinion. Oh, uh, I got one that, I don't even think this is trolling very much. This is just something that is kind of, I have uh, my biggest problem with the modern Disney movie i do think like disney animation studios in a bit of a renaissance they're doing great work and a lot of it is very subversive and clever but this like not doing villains thing i'm not a big fan of Uh, well yeah it's especially like growing up like what sarah was saying earlier about like the golden age what i think is like the the golden age of disney animation movies like some of the most iconic movie villains ever are in like those movies and they don't do that anymore because they've done it, but they now just, like, I think Moana's a great movie, but because it it doesn't have, like, a sensual villain, it has, like, like these weird little vignette adventures she sort of go, goes on. Yeah. 
And then at the end, it like kind of swerves the villains' intentions and all that. And it's very clever, and I like it a lot. But I just I like I like Skrull, I like Jafar, yeah. Ursula, I like oh, those man. those villains are, are amazing. They're like some of my favorite elements. I, I, we've talked about Disney this movies. on the podcast before, but I like those those villains and their villain songs are some of yeah. my favorite memories as a kid too. Uh, I mean, poor yeah, unfortunate souls is so good. And uh, um, uh, uh, be prepared, Scar's song. I could like, yeah. if I ever have to do anything that's like hard for me, but is important, I'm gonna listen to like, oh, be prepared, and I'm gonna come out and just wait, be wait. the meanest person. Wait, 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 you're gonna listen to that and not? Uh, I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. yeah hey. I'm a, I'm the, the villain on the show. Song. <laughs> uh, unpopular. I uh, man, so good the villain songs. Uh, or what the one in what's the one in Aladdin where it's um, it's the Prince Ali evil remix. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yes, it is he, but yeah, not yeah. as you know him. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, Disney villain songs, all day. So that Anthony sounds like a very good, easy opinion. If you told everybody your how you really feel that you prefer the Star Wars prequels to the original trilogy, <laughs> that would be helping me out here. But you're not. I'm doing building it. a really solid libel case against you, Alex. Did you realize that? How many? Now hours of recorded video and audio I have of you slandering my good name. You told me that one. Oh, you know what, Anthony? You do Wait, have is a... a slander or libel, guys. That's a good point. It's um... both. He said it and written it down. <laughs> oh shit! I... Actually, libel. Have... Here's a troll opinion that Anthony has that I... is that he prefers drinking out of a paper coffee cup to a mug. Just likes um... the experience better. No, in case I gotta move. I, I got sometimes yeah, things yeah. happen. You gotta run out of a place. <laughs> He's on his grind. All right. Somebody have a troll opinion, so I'm not by myself. There's so uh, many people on the show, and yet I feel alone. I it's like I'm surrounded one. by pet, like smart animal sidekicks, and yet I am alone in this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have one, Sarah. Yeah. I I might have one. Okay. Um, this is actually really uncomfortable Good. to talk about. It should be. Uh, I don't like this segment. I'm going to put that out there separately. But <laughs> That's uh, how you know that it's working. Yeah, I know. I feel for you. I really do. Um, I really cannot stand the film Pitch Perfect. Ooh. I had a lot of people tell me repeatedly how great it was and how much it was like, you know, your bring it ons and whatnot, um, which I do like. And I finally watched it, and I felt like I was being gaslit. <laughs> because I found all the characters deeply unpleasant. I hate acapella. <laughs> thought their songs were annoying. Yes. I thought the lead, man, the lead man was a doofus. I would kick his ass straight out of my dorm room before he showed me yes. fucking Breakfast Club as if it were deep or cool. <laughs> and I just... And then they got, I was like, what? This is exhausting. And then they got to the scene where she just barfs for like 10 minutes. And I was like, this is not a joke. <laughs> so this is my unpopular Sarah, opinion. Sarah, Come at me on Twitter. I want more movies with female ensembles. I want more movies about female friendship and women just being women and hanging out. I don't hate that part of the movie. I think that the jokes are not funny and I don't get it. <laughs> well, uh, if you want a movie like that, can I suggest uh, Pitch Perfect 3 that comes out in about two weeks? No! <laughs> That's really funny. But So, Sarah, you played this game under protest, but you played the shit out of this game. That is exactly what we needed. It's a real opinion. I know. And it's so good. It's so delicious. It's how I feel about Bridesmaids, just so you know oh. that there's more of us out here and we might not have the same feeling about the same movie, but I want all the same things i just don't like that one of them if, yeah. never I, tell Paul 
I mean, yeah. Can okay, I go the other way? It's painful to admit. Yeah, yes, go for it. I really, really love 13 going on 30. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my gosh, but I do too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that might be too easy. Oh, no, okay, this is not a, I mean, but like, I think like, not like, not like ironic, you know, like just, just earnestly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just, That's pretty good. There's like, I mean, like, cause in one, like, I think like body switch movies, like I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm just like straight and in. And also like, there's like a, ah, just a really good choreographed dance scene, which like, <laughs> it's really Could good. you tell me the context under which you watched this? Voluntarily? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to. We need to keep moving. So that was excellent oh, I work. Got, I got a kind of. I got one real fast. Please do. Tangled is the best Disney movie of it. That's current era. Thank you. Yes. I knew I could count that, on you, Anthony. No, you're right. No, that's a it terrible is. opinion. No one talks about it, but Tangled is by. by I don't. I don't have a. It's not my best, but because like I think Wreck-It Ralph is my best, but I think that's that's still Ooh. a great one. Like I have no problem with this. Wild Code, Wreck-It Ralph. Did yeah. Not expect that. Okay. Pretty good, but Tangled is. I, I, I think. thought Wreck and Ralph was okay. I haven't actually seen yeah. Tangled, but I've not heard anyone say that it's the best Disney movie for sure. So not the oh best gosh, Disney movie, so the best good. of this like era from okay. like Tangled to Moana. Interesting. Yeah, I think Tangled is still. I the would best say Tangled probably isn't even the best movie about a woman's hair from Disney in the last. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, yeah, I've also said this opinion on the air before, but I do do not uh, care for Wally. That's one of my troll opinions that I ruined parties with i thought wally was just fat shaming and weird um but... yeah i think that's that's a, that's a hot take that, that that's legitimate i guess like i feel like i've heard that at least or you've, said you've heard it from me like... multiple times on the show yeah Is that, that, what you that, mean? now it's real yeah Man, there's this groundswell of support for my own idea <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right that was great so thank you for the trollish opinions i really do appreciate it uh and if you guys want to play along or if you want to suggest a game for us about our upcoming topics you can go to readdustweep.com slash next uh, or you can just go to the website. It's under one of the menu items. But find readdustweep.com slash next has all of our upcoming topics, or at least the next one, and hopefully more after it. And you can suggest games or, or answer questions about those uh, topics. And now it's time for our minor compliments. We're going to go in reverse order, which means Caitlin and Gail, you're up first. What's your last nice thing you're going to say about Moana? Um, I, those coconut dudes are adorable, and honestly, I would probably buy the toy. Oh, I nice. forget, Ezra, what are they called? Oh, the Kakamora. Kaka, yeah. The Kakamora? Yeah. yeah, I think Caleb they're good. Them they made me laugh out loud. I liked them. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand yeah. them, but and and also they're like microscopic in size compared to the three-inch <laughs> Maui. That's right, coconut molecules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, awesome, perfect. Uh, Ezra, you're... Oh, wait, actually, are you want to defer to Caleb again? Um, so if I can do like a half one, like, like, okay, no, well, all right, I do want to play Caleb's clip because that's good, but but um, there's there's... It really rewards multiple watchings, I guess, is the thing I'll say, where it's like I realize maybe like 12 watchings in that like they only ever move from left to right, actually. So like basically they keep like um, continuity. It's a of, side like, um, scroller. Yeah, Ooh. basically. So like so like on the left side is home and on the right side is um, uh, is Tafiti. And that's like basically they keep that pretty much, I think, for the entire movie. So anytime she's moving towards her goal, she's going right. Anytime she gets like 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 loses hope, she goes left. Um, and it's like really good. Like it's really? like a. They never cross the 180, basically. So, like, it's like just that's a great way to keep orientation in a, in the ocean. Uh, it's super good throughout the whole. <laughs> Home thing. is always anyway, to the like, right. That's perfect. It's yeah. like a children's version of Snowpiercer. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's a better. I was gonna say it's like um, it's like the Disney version of uh, everybody trying to figure out longitude for like 300 years, <laughs> so they didn't die by crashing into rocks. 
It's like, you just turn um, right. That's where home is. That's how you do it. Yeah, easy peasy. Um, so yeah, uh, do, do you have... Um, I, yeah, uh, Caleb has one more minor compliment um, coming up. And uh, this is a very brief one as well. I don't. I do like it when when he when he does get the lava monster. He likes it when uh, Maui gets the lava monster. Yeah, it's good. Caleb has a cold right now, so that's why he's he's extra juicy sounding. That and the mango pouch, as I said before. Man, I, we used to bet early early days of this show. Uh, there was some controversy because occasionally one of us would be eating. Especially uh, Chris used to eat on the show a lot, and it, the audience is really divided between loving the sound of people eating and hating it. <laughs> which i think is fun i i personally enjoy the sound of people i love it when podcasters we made a show. whole segment out of that man we, we did yeah uh but um i i'm interested to see if people like it when a baby with a cold does it so <laughs> interesting uh my my minor compliment is uh so a big part of the inspiration for the story as it stands now was the fact that the people of uh polynesia abruptly did stop making long distance voyages about 3,000 years ago, and then resumed voyaging like a 1,000 years later, and no one actually knows why. And yeah. when they were like, when the, the white tourists were hanging out, l- learning about the island, they were like, they found that, that fact. And I think that's a, I, this is a really fun, first of all, it's just a fascinating thing, and I am it's super interesting for somebody, to, like, for a group of people to be like, you know what, let's take a 1,000 years off of this thing that we used to be good at, and then get back to it. It's very interesting. But also, I like Disney, like, as the solver of unsolved mysteries. Hmm. So they just go yeah. through history and they're like, you know, no one can explain how the pyramids were built. So we got this dumb animal and it's human companion and they're going to show you what happened. Just... I mean, this is a legitimate uh, theory. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is what most likely happened on that Island. Uh, so that's my minor compliment. It's kind of a fun real life story. Uh, Sarah, what's your minor compliment? So I went and saw this movie, um, in uh in the theaters when it came out here and it was like me and my husband and then a bunch of families because it was like the opening weekend of it and listening to the kids like be really enthralled with the movie and like talking to it and like getting really excited with it was really nice and again it's I mean this is probably basically the same compliment kind of a cheat but it's like again it was like this really nice feeling that like these they keep making these stories and they keep telling these stories and, and they do keep meaning things to like kids in the world. And it's cool that this is a movie where there's like a different type of person that they're celebrating. Like uh, it's like a, a, not a princess story and not like a love story. I mean, it's, it's literally like a princess a story, story about strength. She says she's not a princess. No, she says she... she's not a princess. Yeah, but no, isn't no, that, no. It's, isn't it's a different, belied... but it's a different formula. What's, but uh, it's true. But like, isn't like when she said she wasn't a princess, wasn't that disputed by the fact that she was actually a princess? Well, he she he was like, oh, it's like potato potato. But she was like, no, nah, I'm not a princess, man. I'm the daughter of a chief. It's not a princess. Well, she, the princess he's, he's like, whatever. Are, half the time they're not princesses anyway. But also, yeah. hey, this is my compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. I don't mean to disagree with you. I was just that moment stuck out for me where she was like, I'm not a princess, and we're supposed to be like, okay, I guess this is different. But then she like has to run a city at twelve. It just felt very princess-like. Her dad. Princesses she, do not actually. Princesses are usually figureheads, Alex. Well, that's okay. But at, back, you know, three thousand years ago, they weren't so much. Fair enough. They did a lot of the actual ruling, and also, like, 
I mean, th- like, sh- there's just, there's a lot, I guess there's a lot of chief daughter privilege that happens to her. Like, she gets to decide she wants to go on this adventure. The other people have to work for a living. But she's super rich and powerful, and she can do whatever she wants, you know? I feel like she's just, she has some princess qualities. I don't mind. I don't think it's an insult. But you, you, if you just say, I'm not a princess, that doesn't negate all of the princess shit you do. I mean, especially since there's, like, two canons of, like, there's this movie's universe, and then, like, the Disney princesses canon, which is, like, a a whole brand and, like, a a series of iconographies they sell to you at the theme parks. Also, for just $9.99 on Amazon.com, you can buy a princess canon, an official Disney princess (laughs) canon. princesses or... (laughs) I assume the princesses come out of it, but you'll have to go to Amazon.com to find out. Um, I'm sorry I interrupted your compliment, Sarah. It was very good. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that all I was going to say is it's just like the kids were really into it. And it's cool to see like these types of stories still like reaching the next generation. And, and hopefully like a kid who maybe didn't feel as connected to some of the other stories, like sees something special in this one. I just mm. thought it was cool. And I love it when there's movies like this where we also enjoyed them because kids like some terrible shit. So yeah. when there's a thing that <laughs> right as when there's something that oh yeah man. with the fact that the kids love it and also it's still like like good on an adult level is pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like part of the reason this movie is so beloved is that it is not frozen. Yeah. Because because it's not the movie frozen. Oh, you mean it's just because it's literally not frozen. Because it isn't that frozen. the movie. Because yeah. Disney made another movie with songs in it the kids like to sing that wasn't Let It Go. Yeah, different movie. That's true. They win. That's a big compliment to it. Is uh, but Anthony, it's your last, your final today. So you're gonna give us our last nice thing. Anyone's gonna uh, say about Moana? Minor compliment. Yeah, I want to kind of build off Sarah about how I think the the idea of like Disney telling these stories over and over again for different generations, and there is like. What I was sort of saying earlier about, like, the way they kind of swerve and don't do tropes they've done before. Like, this movie is, like, a weaponized version of, like, the self-realization story (laughs) in a way that it's just, like, incredibly neat, clean storytelling. They do get rid of stuff. Like, they don't need a villain. They don't need anything like that. Like, things I'm not, like, like, in love with, but I get that it's all in the, the... the process of making it as like straightforward and clean and like really well realized like her and Maui's storyline I think are both really great like messages and themes to take away for kids and it's just stuff that like I, I think it's gonna stick you know I mean depending on which message you take because part of the message of the movie is like even when your dad says that doing that will kill you and your best friend do it anyway <laughs> I mean but it's also like your grandma's like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, it has to pass both those bows. It has to be like your dad says no and grandma's like, but do it. You know? Sure, sure. But like she takes her pig out on the ocean and very nearly kills it in exactly the way dad described killing his best friend. Like your dad had a flashback of murdering his friend. And you're like, well, I've never learned how to sail. I'll take a pig. And you know, like, lessons and themes of movies usually aren't just the ones they show in the first 15 minutes. It's usually the stuff that happens after that that yeah, makes it. That was a little, maybe a little sassier than I deserved. <laughs> uh, was there another lesson that I missed? What are the, I mean, like, it's self-actualization, I guess. It's like, believe in yourself. Yeah, it's and the, believe in the others around adults you. Adults are know? wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, that's No, it's that sometimes you have to get outside of your comfort zone to affect real change also. Like, oh. you have to be open to growing and changing. Like, her, her dad came to realize that, like, it's okay to, like, go beyond the island. It's okay to, like, go take risks sometimes if it means that it's going to be taking care of your community. Right, so dad learned that, like, even if it is really dangerous, you know, if you're going to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. Even yeah, I mean, the troll segment is over, Alex. I don't know what you're still doing. <laughs> that, that was a segment. Can't turn it off. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about Fraggle Rock. Wow. Right on. Right? Because it's the end of a Rocktober, and what we do every the Rocktober is we finish up by doing something without Dwayne the Rocktober, John's Tober in it, but with the name, the word rock in the title. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what we did last. I, previously, we did, um, we, well, we watched rock? The Rock. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember what we did last year. Anyway. Have you ever done Rock-A-Doodle? No, what's no. Rock-A-Doodle? I would throw a vote in for Rock-A-Doodle sometime. It's a really weird movie about Elvis, but he's a rooster. It's animated. <laughs> okay, that does uh, seem pretty fun. It's, it's sort of a weird fever dream of a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if, if, if you at home want to throw in a vote for any uh, topic, you would go to readersweep.com slash meetbuddies. That's how you vote. Um, yep, and, and uh, what, Robert's good. Robbers get two votes uh, and could be free. That's true. Bank robbers. Bank Specifically robbers. bank robbers. Yeah, right. yeah. You Thank can just you. rob Thank anything. You. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Thanks or nothing, guys. Oh, maybe we didn't do... Man, I can't even figure this out now. I can't... How do you navigate this stupid website? Um, uh, who made this thing? I know. Uh, you know what? <laughs> oh, here's why I can't remember what the other ones have been. This is only our second ever Rocktober. It's hard to remember how many Rocktobers have been. Or, or maybe there's another one that's not tagged properly. Anyway, this goddamn website. It's so convenient and yet so difficult. Um, this tag system is just not doing it. Um, I need to watch the rundown. I remember that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we uh, definitely had multiple Rocktobers, guys. We definitely, Sorry. I know, I'm sure we did. I don't remember. Anyway, uh, so that's what we're going to do next week is uh, Fraggle Rock. And uh, that's voted for by our Meat Buddies, including new Meat Buddy, Jake Monsingo, who is in a Mazda right now, somewhere. Just Congrats on that catch, Jake. Zoom, zoom. Uh, so, uh, go to read this with me, but just remember. Thanks for being here at Ezra Fox. Yeah. At Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thank you for having me. At Sarah Hathaway. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Hey, thanks, guys. And, and on short notice, saving the day and making this five some possible at Robot Caitlin on Twitter from Hotland. I do what I can. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. All right, we'll be back next week. Take care. Bye. Is it a good movie? <laughs> it's a pinchy movie. It's a pinchy movie. I think it's a good movie. Okay. But it's real chewy when you fart. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What'd you say? <laughs> fart. Okay. Well, I, I see this is going any place. So it's a good movie, though, and people should see it? A farty? Okay. This interview is over. <laughs> That's My a- son, guys.